Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the In The Saddle podcast. My name is Chris Loder and I'm joined by my panel this week, Katie Midwinter and Betfez Mark Koroski. Before we get into the races, where well, we'll be previewing the main ITV action at Newbury and Newcastle, let's see how everyone is. Katie, how are things with you? You enjoying the racing at the moment and keeping an eye on the World Cup at the same time? Yeah, mainly football this week for me. There's been a lot of matches on, which has been good. Um, but yeah, I went to Haydock at the weekend. It's a good card there. I think it was the place to be after what happened at Ascot and some really good performances. Um, Protectorat in the Betfair chase was really good. So, yeah, an enjoyable day there. And you know, it looks like we've got some good racing on this Saturday too. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely got some good racing. And yeah, Haydock, that was a, a strange, strange weekend, wasn't it, of racing? But yeah, Protectorat drifted like a barge in the bed. I think he went off 15 to 2. And yeah, not. Not many people were confident about his chances in the market that day, but yeah, definitely a horse to note next time out. And Mark, how are things with you? Yeah, things are all good. Obviously, it's been busy on my end with the, the football kicking off. Racing front, I mean, I think it was pretty poor. Ascot last week, a lot of small fields. Um, absolute hard, obviously. The notable horse got, got put away. Very strong, went off 447, 1 or 2. Um, the winner, Protector at, and that was. That was Nine to four on the sports book with Betfair on the Friday, and he's went off like about ten to one on the Betfair exchange, fifty to two. Um, I thought Bristol Demai ran well for a long way. I think with softer ground, could have maybe nicked the place or could potentially won it. Um, definitely another race in that one, but the protector at was a good winner. Absolutely tarred out out to tens now for the Betfair, uh, well for the Gold Cup on Betfair. Um, so it's a big price. It could potentially bounce back. Um, and also we had Goshan. Ascot, and obviously I got dogs abuse for that one. But yeah, listen, my punters need to win now and again, don't they? Lay that all day. Yeah, exactly. You don't have Gosh, and he's either in or out, more time out. But yeah, he just uh, he was just on a going day, and yeah, he, he was a worthy winner in that. Uh, I don't actually, think I don't think Bruin at the Storm actually turned up. I think he came there challenges, didn't find every chance. But yeah, listen, as I say, mug punters. Five to four in a four runner race, they have to win nine again, you know? Yeah, exactly. But anyway, that's enough of uh, pondering on what happened last weekend. We want to now get stuck into the action for uh, this Saturday. And like I said, we're going to be covering Newbury and Newcastle. And the first race we're going to preview is the 120 at Newbury. It's the Sir Peter O'Sullivan Memorial Handicap Chase. An open affair uh, here uh, in the betting. Cap Course is your favourite at 9-2 for Paul Nichols. We've then got Killer Kane for Joe Tizard at fives. D-Machine at 15-2 to two, along with Mr. Coffee. Dublin 4 at 9 to 1, Captain Nord at 10s, Java Points at 10s, and bigger are the rest. Uh, Katie, I'll come to you here first. Uh, quite a tricky looking race here, quite a few that you can make a case for, but who did you like in uh, the 120? Yeah, I mean, Cap Course was an impressive winner this last year. It was given an £8 hike by the handicapper, now runs off 137, £6 higher after being pulled up at Sandown in February. He's rarely seen on track, is he? Three runs in the past two years. I mean, he could win again, but he hasn't done enough in the past well, yeah, a couple of years for me to have the confidence in him, and I'd rather take him on at the prices. So I'm going to go for Dublin 4. He looks quite a progressive type, one of a few course-of-distance winners in this field. Uh, he might be running off a high enough mark, but I think he could be competitive off the one-three-three. Last time out, he ran at Weatherby on his seasonal reappearance. He was held up in the rear of the field, as he usually is, 
Uh, but he just had a bit too much to do there, I thought, and he couldn't quite take back the eventual winner. But he's a consistent horse, uh, and I think he could be a danger in this field. So Dublin 4. OK, Dublin 4 is for Katie. How about you, Mark? How did you see this one? Yeah, I thought, I thought the favourite was one you wanted to take on here. Uh, currently, what, 7-2? It was as big as 11-2 earlier. A couple of course, for, for Paul Nichols. I mean, there's one here that I like... Um, Lieutenant Rocco. He's currently fifties on the sports book right now. I mean, I think that I think that was an encouraging run at Lingfield two weeks ago. Travelled well, wasn't given a hard time. Um, handles conditions. Booking of Tom Cannon is a positive. I mean, it's two lengths behind horse we're talking about earlier. Protectorat at Wing Cannon eighteen months ago, off one three three. I think this is a bad race. I think this one's massively overpriced at fifties. I think if you can get any extra places on offer here, I think it's a massive price can nick a place here, be competitive, one three three. Yeah, Lieutenant Rocco thought he was a horse that was going to go places uh, a couple of seasons ago. I think he was quite a, a, a warm uh, contender for the, the Ultima at the festival, but just kind of lost his way. He's part of those horses that have moved around a couple of different yards, but if he could bounce back to that Foss last form, he could certainly be a player here and maybe nick a place, as Mark say, at a, a big yeah, price. Yeah, the, form, the form's okay. And, like, I mean, I think he ran okay at, uh, at Lingfield. What, two weeks ago, travelled well, so wasn't given a hard time of it. I and mean, he's been dropped in a £2 for that. I think, again, the booking of Tom Cannon is encouraging. And he's flying at the moment, um, stable 10%. I don't think this is that great a race. I and mean, he's going down in the weights, and most some of these are going up, I think. There's a few in here as well. I'll probably need to run. So I think 50 is a big price. Okay, then. Mark is quite bullish on the chances of Lieutenant Rocco. My selection in the race, if I had to pick one, would be Captain Orr for Ellis Collier claiming a handy seven, riding for Christian Williams. I thought he's off a good mark of 130. He's a horse that's kind of been a stalwart in these races the last couple of years. He's a previous course and distance winner. I thought it wasn't a bad run behind Throwdown in the Badger Beers. Uh, Win Canton uh, earlier in the month. I just think, uh, basically, in essence, he's running off a mark of one, two, three. He could definitely go close, and the ground probably be in his favour as well. So, Captain Ord was the way I see it. So, just yeah, recapping on the selections um, for Katie, it's Dublin Four. For me, it's Captain Ord, and for Mark, it's the outside of the field, Lieutenant Rocco. We now move on to the 155, which is the Coral Racing Club Handicap Hurdle, and West Balboa is your favourite for the Skeletons at 7-2. We've then got Walking On Air at 4-1 to one for Nicky Henderson, Peking Rose at 11-2, Lord Baddersley at 9s, Porticello at 10s, and Bigger are the rest. Mark, I'll come to you here first. There's a few horses at the top of the betting that are lightly raced, but if they bounce back to some of their earlier form, they could be potentially well treated here how did you see this one yeah obviously that that's the question are they going to bounce back um which one are you, which one are you going to trust um those sort of prices be looking for something else in the race i thought um gary Moore's and pale was quite interesting in the stable they're flying at 20 percent strike rate um getting yard could not be in better form this one stays further and those conditions so only off what 117 here niles taking off three pounds 114 the yard are absolutely flying at the moment. I think this one's overpriced at 33s. I think uh, a little shout for uh, Dorkin Boy as well, Tom Lacey. Again, another stable that are flying, 20% strike rate, course and distance winner. I think that was a good run at uh, Kempton on the 7th of November behind Call Me Lord. I think this one's overpriced at 25 to 1 as well. Um, that would be the two 
that I would I would play against the field here. I'd play Dorking Boy each way, 25s, and Impale 33 to 1 each way. I think the ones at the top of the bang, um, sort of question marks, are these ones well in? Um, I think they're too short. I think Walker and I are short. I think West Balboa is short as well. They're taking up, what, nearly 40, 50% of the market here. I think there's better value elsewhere. Okay, so Mark is quite keen to take on those at the top of the bet. And Katie, uh, is there one you liked here? Uh, big price? Well, I think it's a tricky race, and I'm not that sure what to make of it. There are a few horses that you could make a case of. Uh, I understand why West Balboa is prominent in the market. Dan Skelton does well with his mares, as you touched on last week, Chris. And, you know, this mare finished second in a group grade one when she was last seen almost a year ago. But I think it's a competitive race, working on there, quite well thought of and, and looks a prospect, but he hasn't quite shown what he's maybe expected of him yet. Pulled up last time out. I just wonder if he might need this run. He ran quite greenly at entry uh, and he might come on for this. Peking Rose, second run after wind surgery. Usually the time I, I'd like to back a horse. And I think he's got fair form, second to Jolina Bello here in March over this trip. Has had a recent run and there could be more to come from him. But the one that I'm going to go for is Lord Baddlesley. Uh, I think he's got a chance. I tipped up annual Amictus for Chris Gordon a couple of weeks ago at Cheltenham. So he could be a trainer to stick with at the moment. He's in decent form. Um, Lord Baddersley's run in, in the Betfair hurdle here in February was quite good. He did receive plenty of weight, but there were some decent horses uh, ahead of him, including I like to move it. Um, Napa's Hill, Broomfield Berg, Boot Hill were all behind him that day too. He's nine pounds higher following his comfortable win at Plumpton, but at the prices, uh, I think I'd yeah, I'd go for him each way. I think it's around nine to one. So Lord Baddersley is my selection. Yeah, Lord Baddersley, he's still quite a young horse, only seven, so there could be a bit more to come from him. And as you touched upon there, that bet for hurdle form looking pretty decent so for mark a 133 chris gordon uh their team are been absolutely flying this season i think they're on course to break their uh tally uh, for their best uh ever season so um yeah lord baddersley why not nine to one uh, that looks like a a nice each way price for me um i think like the guys touched upon i think this is a, a tricky race i think the two at the top of the betting i want to say one of them is going to go on to bigger and better things walk on you know, there could he be trusted i think if the hype's to be believed, one three two could definitely be in range. But West Balboa, I think that form behind stage star reads quite well. And like we say, uh, time time again, Harry, uh, Harry and Dan Skelton, they do really well with their mares. Get Tonic last week, ran an absolute blinder. And maybe this horse of one two seven could be thrown in. And you're expecting she could have gone to bigger and better things. So probably out of the two, I like West Balboa, but quite a tricky race to solve so that's our thoughts then on the 155 we now move on to the 230 at newbury which is the coral bet bundles intermediate handicap hurdle registered as the jerry field and we see some good horses turn up in this race epiton won this race before going on to improve rapidly when she went on to win the christmas hurdle and then win eventually the champion hurdle so there could be some classy horses lurking in here and nikki henderson has got the favorite with first street at 10 to 3 along with pika for the scouts at 10 to 3 teddy blue is then at 9 to 2 for gary moore theater glory at 5 to 1 paris encore at 12s bigger are the rest katie i'll come to you here first first three he is top weight he's probably the classiest in the field do we think he's gonna make a winning return or are we quite keen to take him on 
I didn't have a strong fancy in this race. Um, between the top two in the market, first street and Picard, um, you know, first street, first time out this season, carrying top weight of 12 stone. I just wonder if he's a bit vulnerable to a more progressive horse in Picard. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm not really, I'm torn between the two. So I don't, yeah, I don't have a strong fancy. It's not a race I'd be getting too involved in. I might almost be tempted to go for Yorksie around 20 to one each way. Um, after the performance last time out of Fontwell, um, 21 lengths beating the field there. So, yeah, not a race for me, but possibly Yorksy each way potential. Okay, another big price on the podcast, Yorksy for Katie at 20 to 1 in the Jerry Field. And how about you, Mark? Um, who did you like here? I did have a look at Katie's selection. Um, let's see, I think it's, you can't really dismiss any. Gary Moore runners at the moment. Um, and we could be setting up an absolutely insane lucky 15 here at prices. We should probably put this on before uh, we send it out to the listeners as well, just in case the prices go. But yeah, listen, I thought Yorks, he was interesting. Uh, was he's taking three off as well, 120, 20 to one's a big price. But the one I, I went for in the end was uh, Nicky Henderson's Fear to Glory. Um, I like Nathan Brennan, I think he's good value for the seven pound. Um, Think of 130 with his claim, 9 to 2. I think that's a fair price. Um, done it well at Cheltenham last time out. Again, I think, I think this one can be competitive of 130. Um, but if you are having a bet in the race and say Yorksey goes off a silly price, like 40s, could be a massive price on the exchange. Definitely one to worth have a saver on or even have a small each way on, especially as a penny, extra places as well. Um, was impressive last time out. And just that stable form. Like, they're absolutely flying right now. They're a nice winner today as well in Gavega. Um, that one was smashed as well. So that would probably be... The, we'll play We'll play Nicky Henderson's here, if you're a glory, but I wouldn't put anyone off uh, Yorksie or Gary Moore. Okay, so uh, Mark likes the second string on paper, at least anyway, of Nicky Henderson's Theatre Glory, currently available at 5-1. to one. Um, Yeah, I, I really wanted to side with First Street, but I just think quite a few of Nicky Henderson's might need their first run of the season. So that's why I am going to take him on with Gravitana for Paul Nichols. I actually backed this one last time when I finished second at Newbury. He was running on uh, quite strongly after getting a little bit outpaced. I think that horse, Herbier's of Oliver Greenhill is a horse that's really going places and it wouldn't at all surprise me to see him win a nice pot later in the season. He's still, she's still, I should say, a very young horse. She's actually a filly, um, just only four years old. It looks like um, she's been brought along quite nicely. I think Nikita is probably better ground, so she probably wouldn't want too much rain, but there isn't any forecast tomorrow and it's quite... Um, quite um quite unlikely that we'll get any on saturday so i think gravitana at 14 she's attracted a bit of support i think she could go well at a at price too she's my thoughts then on the jerry fielding okay we then move on to the 305 at newbury which is for their feature race of their two-day meeting it is the coral Gold Cup Handicap Chase and Courage Rambler is your favourite for Lucinda Russell at 7-1. to one. We then got 3 under through 5 in first time cheap beaters at 8. Remastered, who was an unlucky faller in this race last year at 15-2. The Milos, who's been quite well supported anti-post for this race at 8-1. Bustleton, the Irish Raider at 17-2. Jericho Rock at 17-2. 
Oscar Elite at nines, uh, fit on the roof. We finished second in this race last year at tens, and bigger are the rest. Um, Mark, I come to you here first. Quite a few in here that, on paper, you say could have a strong chance if uh, running up to their best form. Uh, who did you like in the big race of the weekend? I know uh, Lucinda Russell's quite sweet on the favourites chances here, Corpus Rambler. I think that was a decent run. I'd say parallel last time out. I mean, it was only over two mile four. It was obviously inadequate. Stepping up and trip. This is his game. Stays all day. And I think Remasters was, was a good winner um, for David Pipe. I mean, this one, this one done it well at Aintree. I think this is a good race. It's competitive. Bustleton as well, good winner last time out. But I mean, there was a few outsiders here. What I did think were quite interesting as well. I thought Ansem um, for all, our old friend Adam Wedge. He's riding like an absolute demon right now. I mean, that's 25s and 16s. The two that I like are uh, Joe Tizard. I mean, I fought Fiddle on the Roof in the second in the race before. And he's, he's off 155. Brandon Pills went went on this one. I mean, uh, he's 10 to 1 best price field. But I think he, I was hoping for a bigger price, to be honest with you. But I mean, this thing ran, what, 19 days ago behind Call Me Lord at Kendall. I think that was a decent run. Again, the trip was far too short. I mean, ran respectable. Um, but lost in translation, I, I think. I mean, he is a ten-year-old. I mean, this this horse was was competitive in graded company. Um, it's grade one winner. I mean, it's pretty ginger as well. I mean, he's promising seven-pound claimer. I mean, thirty-threes and a sixteens already on the sports book. Off one four three, I think it's lost in translation. So it's anywhere near that old form. He could be absolutely thrown in here. Off one four three. Yeah, lost in translation. Hard to trust. He's obviously had his issues along the way, but if. And bouncing back anywhere to near his best at uh, 25 to 1, he could maybe outrun it's, his It's odds. a good jockey booking, isn't it? I mean, it's interesting. I'm taking another seven off as well. And depending on what price he's going to be on the day, I know you're a big fan of this rider as well. He's probably on the classiest horse in the race. I mean, if he drifts to like 25, 33, 40, he's probably worth a play each way. Yeah, he could be. Freddie Gingell, um, if you don't know who he is, he's actually the nephew of Joe Tizard. I think he's now officially the conditional jockey of Paul Nichols, so he's been getting some opportunities from from some big yards, and he's been taking them. He's definitely a jockey to keep on side, and he's got a big opportunity here on Saturday afternoon. So it's lost in translation then for Mark. How about you, though, Katie? Who did you like in uh, the feature race at Newbury? Well, I'm with Mark on uh, what he said about Fiddler on the Roof. I'm a big fan of that horse. Yeah, second in the race last year, five pounds higher this time round. But, you know, he and Cloudy Glenn pulled well clear of the field um, last year, so it doesn't seem that harsh. Fifth in the Grand National off the same mark, really good performance there to stay on as he did. And I think his, his run last time out was a decent pipe opener, uh, surely a prep run for, for this race. So I think he's got an excellent chance once again decent price maybe a little bit bigger on the day um you know it does look like a competitive renewal but he's the one that stands out to me and it looks like he'll be wearing first time cheek pieces too may allow him to focus a little bit more uh i also like our power i think he'll be the one to watch in these big handicaps when well at ascot last month in a grade three handicap fucking trip here um i think he's another one who could be quite competitive and I can't not give a positive shout to Joseph O'Brien's Bustleton. I'm a big fan of Joseph O'Brien and his horses, and I think you have to respect any runner he has, but I'll be sticking with the Fiddler on the Roof. Okay, Fiddler on the Roof it is for Katie. Yeah, I think the Tizards might have some unfinished business here, and it's interesting they're reaching 
for those first time cheap pieces. Off a mark of 155, I think he can be competitive and he's probably the one I'm scared of most uh, to my selection. But my selection for the race, probably my, one of my strongest fancies of the weekend is Anne Sam. Mark did touch upon him there. He's had a really interesting campaign. Um, if you go back to some of his earlier form, he actually destroyed his rivals when he made all uh, to win a really decent competitive listed uh, handicap at Ascot back in December. He was then pulled up over offences at Kempton next time out in a competitive race, but he made a mistake and it just um, it just paid the, the his chances in that race pay then to his chances in that race he then was kept over um hurdles and he actually won here over hurdles off a mark of 130 in um in april earlier in the year so he clearly likes the track he's off a mark of 137 and i just think this horse could be slightly better than that mark uh, he's only three pound higher than when he won at ascot and i think if he can recapture that form ridden prominently which you want to be i think in this race it's not good being on a hold-up horse. You could get in the way of fallers. You can get hampered. I just think you want to kind of stay out of the treble. And I think this horse will be ridden handy. And we've seen it time and time again. Evan Williams does pop up in these stay and handicap races. And I think and Sam, I think this has probably been the plan for him all along. I actually read in the quotes earlier that they wanted to get a prep run into him, which they have at Ascot. I think that was just to blow away the cobwebs. And I think he'll be spot on for this. And I think at 20 to 1 still in places, that is a big price. And yeah, I think. If he bounces back to that Ascot form, I think he's a major player here. So that's our thoughts then on the Coral Gold Cup. We're now going to move on to the last race we look at at Newbury, which is the 340. It's the Coral Get Closer to the Action Handicap Chase for the Jim Joel Memorial Trophy. And Amarillo Sky is your favourite at 6-4 to four for Joe Tissard. We then got Only Money at 9-2, Bandura and the old veteran out at 7s, Eclair Delaney at 8s, along with Monsieur Lecoq and Cassatel uh, is one of the outsiders, 16-1. to one. And bigger are the rest. Okay, um, Amarillo Sky, very warm favourite here. Um, Casey, do we think he's a, a favourite we want to be getting stuck into, or is he too short and you want to take him on? I'm going to take him on, and I'm going to go with Monsieur Lecoq at the weights. Think off a mark of 130 could be quite dangerous if able to return to form. Two pounds lower than when he won a listed chase just over a year ago. Uh, I think that was a decent run ahead of Grey Diamond and Ferrero Bamboo. He's a winner over course and distance too. And Jane Williams has been performing well recently with a win in every four, 25% strike rate. So, you know, there's plenty in, in his favour if he, if he can bounce back. Yeah, a bit of a strange horse, Monsieur Lecoq. was a good hurdler a couple of seasons ago. Kind of lost his way, but on his old form, off 130, he could be thrown in. How about you, Mark? Amarillo Sky, is he a horse we're laying at the weekend? I remember this this one, this uh, Monsieur Lecoq. We absolutely tanked this one at Chepstow, and he was just too keen, wasn't he, back in October? Um, just didn't turn up. Um, obviously, I think that form behind Time White is okay. Um, obviously, it wasn't for that day. But yeah, I think that was a competitive race. I think uh, I think the favourite's difficult to beat here. Um, it's, I can see about a six to four. He was two to one earlier on the sports book. I mean, that was a solid reappearance run with Cheltenham two weeks ago, course and distance winner. You know, I think this looks a weaker race than the Cheltenham field that he destroyed two weeks ago. Um, I think six to four is a decent price here. I don't think this is a good race. I think he makes all. Yeah, I agree with you. I think if there was a horse in here that I was thinking 
could maybe still be uh, ahead of their mark and could maybe compete at greater company, which sometimes you need in this race. The likes of Magic Saint won it. I think uh, Il Dorito as well won it. Some some good progressive horses. I just think Amarillo Sky fits the mould. I think, uh, yeah, like you, Mark, I think he'll could get out in front and he could just jump and ragged and I think this is a weaker race than what he was up against at Cheltenham last time out and yeah he's probably again one of my more stronger fancies of the weekend so Amarillo Sky for me and Mark and Katie's quite like the chances of Monsieur Lecoq to maybe outrun his odds so that's the five ITV races covered at Newbury we're now going to turn our attentions to Newcastle where they've got their feature jumps meeting of the year and we're going to look at their feature race which is the 210 um, it's the Betfair Fighting fifth hurdle grade one and constitution hill is set to run here he's currently at two to seven odds on we've then got epiton who dead heat heated uh with not so sleepy in this race reopposing um four to one for epiton not so sleepy 16s tommy is oscar returning uh to hurdles after a couple of spins over fences and then rather void the ref is your outside of the field at 125 to one mark constitution hill is he just gonna win Interest in this one. Um, yesterday morning, a lot of bets started coming in around six to four, five to four for Constitution Hill. So obviously the news was, is this one going to run? Well, obviously, if you're on at five to four, which is two to seven in places now, you're on to a good bet, I think. Here, I think Epiton, I, mean, I wasn't that impressed with that reappearing in front of Punchestown, well beaten in my opinion. Um, I think she's got a bit to find, especially at the ratings. Cause, you know, she's getting seven pounds, but again, I want to oppose her in the place here. I think uh, not so sleepy in the place here is interesting. And, and the old favourite Tommy's Oscar. I mean, we were at Cheltenham that day. Um, Bambridge beat him comfortably just for Bryans. I don't really think he's taken offences, if, if I'm being brutally honest with you. He was very weak that day, 13-8 to eight out to 5-2. to two, But I don't think he's taken defences that well. And I'm, I'm pretty happy that he's back over hurdles here. I mean, I think 25-1 to one, Tommy's Oscar for the win it's just unfortunate it's such a small field um, and if we can get a match bet between Tommy's Oscar and Epiton or not so sleepy in Epiton I'll be all over that um, but I think Tommy's Oscar and, and not so sleepy will be the place I will go here and, or potentially in the without market with Constitution Hill I'd want to be against Epiton I think I didn't like that run last time out I think she could be vulnerable here Okay, so Mark is quite keen to take on Epiton, and maybe you could look in, like you say, some match bet markets or the without favourite for uh, the value. And you've got a couple of maybe decent options with Not So Sleepy and Tommy Tosca. Um, Casey Constitution Hill, do we think he's actually going to win here, or do, or could this be a little bit of a, a test for him? I think he'll win, and I think he'll have to win well. Um... You know, if he's going to justify it, his price in Antipos markets for the champion hurdle, I think we all want to see that clash with Honeysuckle. So, yeah, he'll have to, he'll have to beat this field fairly comfortably, I think. But as Mark was saying with Tommy's Oscar, I think he's a really big price, really interesting uh, back over hurdles. And, yeah, it's just a shame that there, there isn't a few more runners in the race. But 28 to 1, it might not be the worst each way back. We're going to have two places. And, he just looks a really big price. I'm not convinced by Epiton either. Um, she has been, she's been great on her day, but yeah, I'm just, I'm not sure about her this time. And I think, yeah, Constitution Hill should win this. Yeah, it was a weird race last year with Epiton and not so sleepy. At the last, you think she's going to get up and 
pull away, but not so sleepy. He rallied to his credit and he forced that dead heat. So, yeah, Epitome maybe might need to... She she might not be on her A game here. And Tommy's Oscar coming back to this track, I think that could be a massive advantage. Course and distance win. I just think when he went to the champion hurdle last year, I just don't think Cheltenham is his track. I think these flat tracks with its high cruising speed will really suit him. And, yeah, maybe in the without market, I, I could be tempted to have a saver on him. So, yeah, away from Constitution Hill, who we all think are going to win, we think maybe Tommy's Oscar could maybe outrun his odds and maybe... Uh, maybe finish second behind Constitution Hill. So that's our thoughts then on the fight in fifth at Newcastle. We then move on to the last race we're going to look at on the podcast, which is the 325. It's the Betfair Exchange Rehearsal um, Handicap Chase. Always a good contest, this. Lahon Presse is your favourite, 6-4 for Venetia. We then got into Overdrive at 4-1. to one. I write at 11-2 to two won this race last year. Happy Go Lucky at 7. Stingo Dollar at 17-2. to two. Bigger are the rest. Uh, come to you here first, Katie. Lahon Presse was a very good novice uh, last season, uh, he comes here uh, into handicap company off a mark of one six four carrying top weight. Do you think he could be a bit vulnerable? I'm a big fan of his. Uh, I was there when when he ran at Cheltenham, and he was so impressive. I love the way he jumps and travels. He's a really promising horse, and and I hope he can win it. You know, he, should, he ran no sort of race um, when he was last seen at Aintree, and. Yeah, I hope that he can win this. But you've got I right there. You know, it's a really hardy horse. Um, won this second time out last year, six pounds higher here. I think he he'll get into a right battle um, with a long presse, and it'll be a bit of a test of long presse's um, of of his character. I think in here, it'll be a good challenge for him. Um, and if he's able to to beat I right and the rest of the field, I think it'll be a good marker for him. Into overdrive looks a progressive horse, bidding four or five timer, but I think this could be a little too tough for him. So I'm going to go for Lon Presse. Okay, Lon Presse is for Katie. How about you though, Mark? Are we keen to side with Venetia here? We've seen a, seen a dirt of the likes of Royal Pagal in the past. Do we think Lon Presse can fit the moles? Yeah, it's not a, a massively competitive race here. My only concern would be that uh, stable form. Obviously, they've had a few winners the last fourteen days, but I mean, you know, they've, they've been struggling, you know. Um, and obviously, there's no Ahoy Senor in this field carrying top weight of one six four. I would rather play something each way here. Um, if there's four places on offer, I'd, I'd advise going down that route. Um, the one, I, the one I found was uh, the big bite for uh, Henry Oliver, Jonathan Burke, positive jockey booking, stable 40% strike rate. You're absolutely flying. Runs well fresh off 142 here. It could be competitive. 10 stone six. I mean, I think this is a solid each way angle at 25 to one. I like the big bite. You can get four places. I'll be all over that. I think the home price could be vulnerable. First time out here. Yeah, I agree with you. He's an interesting contender. Venetia said that ultimately the Gold Cup is the aim, but he's not going to go down the graded route. So he would need to win this and win it well if he's going to be running in races like that. The one I liked is our old favourite, I Right. I've put him up so many times on this podcast. Yeah. Finished yeah. second in a lot of big races. I remember at Doncaster and Skybet Chase, he finished second when he should have won. Uh, ran a cracker in the, the old Hennessy 
um, a couple of years ago, Pine Cloth Cap, always solid, consistent horse. Thought it was a good run last time out in a warm race at Kelso, and he's run about 11 to 2, and I think he's the value here. He's got, like I say, won it last year. He's also as well won on his other start over the course and distance. I think he's potentially the, the each way, dirt each way value at 11 to 2, and yeah, he's probably one of, again, one of my more stronger fancies of the weekend. So before we sign off, is there any other selections from you, Mark, this weekend? There's one running at Newbury tomorrow uh, um, in the maiden. It's a jet-powered dog, uh, Nicky Henderson. It's been, it's been very strong in the market as we record on Thursday evening around 8 o'clock. Um, dogs are barking about this one. It's currently 16 to 1, best price available for the Supreme. They do expect this one to win tomorrow um, and expect this one to shorten up and early post-market for the Supreme Chapman Festival. Yeah, he's definitely been the buzz uh, horse I've I've heard of a lot of from Seven Barrows, and yeah, all eyes are going to be on him uh, tomorrow at Newbury. And Katie, before we sign off, is there anything else for the weekend, or is that uh, what are your thoughts for this weekend's racing covered in the races we were just talking about? Yeah, but I'll be looking forward to the opening race on the card at Newbury too. There's a few interesting um, mares in there, Lucia, who I was looking forward to seeing at Cheltenham, but was a non-runner. And Rosie Redrum, who I think has been really unlucky in running the past few races. So the two that I'll be keeping an eye on. Yeah, definitely some interesting races earlier on the card. The one that I'm going to mention, uh, the one race that I think is uh, quite interesting this weekend, isn't actually happening at Newbury or Newcastle. It's actually at Banger on D in the 12.53. We've got Baricello. Uh, for Donald McCain. We've then got Harper's Brook, who's a good horse, Wild Romance as well. Um, but the one that I thought was really interesting in the race was Psycho for Bryony Frost and Paul Nichols. Um, it's our only ride and it's his only uh, runner on the card. So uh, they clearly think uh, this horse could go well if they're sending it all the way up to Bang on D from Paul Somerset's base. Was a good juvenile hurdler a couple of years ago but really lost his way um, but if fences uh, make him a different horse off a mark of 138 he's really interested and I say they could have found other alternatives for him Paul could have maybe taken him out to win count and tour and places like that so yeah off a mark of 138 very interesting horse and I think it's a race that there's a few others in you want to be uh, getting the tracker out and uh, taking a look so yeah that's uh, my thoughts then away from the races we just covered so that's it for uh, this episode of the podcast thanks again to Katie and Mark for giving up their time hopefully we provided you with a few winners this week and uh, remember to follow us on all the podcast platforms we're available on Apple SoundCloud and Spotify also as well you can follow us on social media where we're on Twitter and Instagram please gamble responsibly and we'll be seeing you again soon